What's happening, everybody? This is David Barry of the Capeless Crusaders. We are so excited to give you this week's episode. We got a lot to talk about, a lot of news, lots of stuff to drop. But before we get to that, uh, we always like to support our home away from home here in sunny Sacramento. That is, of course, Empire's Comics Vault. Um, so I'm going to pass it over to uh, proprietor and pug owner Ben Schwartz uh, of Empire's Comics to let you guys know about a little something that's coming up towards the end of this month. Good morning, all. This is Ben Schwartz from Sacramento's Empire's Comics Vault and Continuum Press. And this morning, I'm here to talk to you about something that we are really excited about, our seventh annual Creative Women Mini-Con. It is September 28th, 2019, and it is a fantastic day where we gather ladies from Sacramento and the Northern California area, predominantly Sacramento, and we put on a con in the shop. You will find everything from jewelry makers to painters, sculptors, comic writers and artists, novelists, game makers. There is just a variety of creative activities and it is a day to celebrate all the women in the industry and what they do. So come on down to Empire's Comics Vault, 1120 Fulton Avenue here in Sacramento, California on September 28th to see everything that they do. Get some stuff for yourself, get some things for the holidays and we'll see you on the 28th of September. <laughs> Are we the weird cousins? Yeah, we're the weird cousins. Oh, yes, hell yes we're the Nailed weird cousins. It. Yeah, we're 100% the weird we're cousins. We're cousin We're cousin Eddie. Yeah, we're the weird cousins. And we. Hey, Clark! Yeah, weird. We walk into the room and we look at everyone and we say greetings and salutations <laughs> and welcome once again to the Capeless Crusaders live at the time from the safe house. We are your number one, allegedly, podcast uh, for one. anything comic book related. My name, of course, is David Barry at DR Barry on varying social media platforms. I am joined this evening by a full crew, a full cast and crew. We have cameramen and light guy over there. Hey, the um, boom operator is so nice. Yeah. Hey, and uh, the same strength, yes, put your kids. shirt on, Bill. And, and the production assistant, oh. fuck that guy. Yeah, forget anyway, that. Forget um, that. but I'm also joined by my fellow crusaders. To my right, we have. Hey, that's me. My name is Manderson, aka Son of Mandarin. Do you guys smell that? We got that new podcast smell Ooh. back. Oh. I see the, I was like, uh, is it the weird, is it the pumpkin spice mixed with the Mountain Dew <laughs> my, mixed with, oh, the, that's what that with the M&M's? We're it's, fucking 12-year-olds. It's, 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 <laughs> tree dangling from the rearview mirror. There it is. I see it. I thought it was going to be a rock joke. Why I'm going to be driving? very honest. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're in a car. Across from me is the beautiful <gasps> I'm Anthony Steves. I mean, uh, yes. Well, boom. thanks, thanks no, for I mean, taking Amy. his. Hi, this is Amy, aka Amelia. Or if you want to find me on all of those things that might be social or media esque, you can find me at iJaneURobot on varying social media platforms. And adjacent to me, even though somebody already stole his thunder, possibly not Tropic, he is not higher than a kite, but he just might be. That's a lot of introduction. <laughs> a lot of names. This isn't freedom. This is fear. This is the Azorian one, Anthony Steves, quoting a movie inspired by what we read today. <laughs> today. Because Makes most of no us read it today. <laughs> Go ahead and guess. Send us your tweets. We'll wait. It's a yeah. gif. It is a gif. Anyway, oh, wait, before we're not we get started, I do have to let you know. <gasps> new sponsor. Hey. <gasps> what? This episode what? is brought to you in part by <gasps> Comixology, Ooh. the internet's number one source for comic books. Check it out at http colon slash slash. Ooh, he got those in there. Nerdon.io slash comicsology. Ooh, I heard a hmm. 
That's nice. Well, and that way you know a little bit of uh, that purchase goes to help keeping the light on. Oh, and you say what? Wait, wait, nerd on. What? Dot IO. What? what? What just happened? So this, uh, this is uh, not necessarily a milestone episode and then it's not 150, it's not 100, it's not 50, nothing like that. We don't have a thousand variant covers like Todd McFarlane. Mm. Thanks, I love you, son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> no, but this is episode 136 and it is the first episode with us as a part of the Nerd On family. Yes, yes. that is right. Our we little boy Tom grew up, grew wings, flew down to LA, started vaping and started a podcast. <laughs> Sorry, he what? also shaved off his eyebrows and his hair between all that. He did, he did yeah. do that. And formed a group known as Nerd On. It is an entertainment website. He became uh, website. Cultured Swine. He became Cultured Swine. They have podcasts. They have Twitch streams. They have articles. They have all kinds of stuff. Awesome we are now sweaters. part of the Nerd On family. Yes. Huzzah. And which Yeet. is why this episode. <laughs> <laughs> that is that big dick confidence we've yeah. been talking about. Yeah, yeet dab. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is important. I don't know what just happened. It is our first episode <laughs> under the Nerd On banner. We are now a part of that. So welcome if you're a new listener. If you're an old listener, you're going to enjoy this because we're actually going to redo something special tonight. We're not so, redoing. We are renewing. Renewing. Re- reboot. That being said. <laughs> the new podcast the smell. For anything related mm. to The Capeless Crusaders and Nerd On, you can head over to thecapelesscrusaders.com, your hub for all things Crusaders. From there, you can find all of our content, our social media, as well as the rest of the Nerd On podcast family. It now reroutes, and we're all there and looking shiny. And our shiny new, new graphics. Mm. I kind of look like Weird Al, whatever. Mm. We're cartoons. I look super smirky. I was telling Manners. I look fat for once. <laughs> I was telling Manderson, this would be a spinoff idea that we create a Saturday morning cartoon with our characters and we voice them. Appropriate I, for kids. I think that's fine. Is oh. that like Bebe's kids? <laughs> I know. I, we have to make the kid appropriate version Shit. of no, the no, podcast. No, no, no. We could do it like Bebe's kids. You know, just keep keep it going. Somebody made me watch Bebe's kids. I don't know, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, know what, what the that fuck is. that is. That's, that's a movie that, from like 1995. That's not a clothing line, Bebe? Is that earrings and stuff? Almost. It was a store. But it's actually moving from like 1992 to 1995. I know somebody in the Nerd on Nation knows what the heck I'm talking about. And <laughs> it was based off a stand-up by uh, Robin Harris. Interesting. Who was a comedian. They made an entire movie. I don't know. I was forced to watch it. I don't know why I was Tone forced Loke to was listen in it. to that. I don't know what's Tone Loke was in it. Tone Loke? Yes. Okay, well, now there's okay, a little more. There's credibility there. Yeah, Tone Loke's in it. Speaking of the Nerd on Nation, mm. woo. Yeah. Segway. This episode is also brought, also brought to you in part by the Nerd on Nation powered by Patreon. Yeah. That's right. Our patrons allow us to continue to make new, interesting, exciting content like this show. We yeah. also Nation. keep the lights on of Dominic. Nerd on Nation. Oh, no, the Nerd, Nerd on Nation. Nation. Sorry. Um, so if you are new to Patreon uh, and what that is, it is essentially a membership service which you can support your favorite creators like us, the Capeless Crusaders. Mm-hmm. Boom. Uh, for as little as $1 to $5 a month, you get early access to episodes, which is pretty sweet. A Discord community, which is oh, fucking popping. They are uh, so awesome. And so much more. So check it out at http colon slash slash nerdon.io slash Patreon. Patreon. That's nice to say. So yeah. So like I said, obviously this episode is... Uh, our first episode as part of the Nerd On family. Yeah. We're excited. Um, we're excited. We're hyped up on on sugar. Like, Except for me. We are I'm fucking not. 12-year-old boys drinking Pumpkin Mountain Dew. Pumpkin spice, Mon- uh, Mountain Dews. Eating candy. It's a little bit of alcohol. Oh, Mostly man. from Mandy's corner. This is about as excited as I get. So. <laughs> you've had no, a beer. You're no, like, no, you, can, is, you get a little him, bit yelling. higher than that. You, you this saw the drawing and you're like, this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeet dab. Um, <laughs> so, first off. 
let's talk about what we're going to do this episode. Oh, yes, we're not going to talk about any news because we got a bunch of other shit to cover. Mm-hmm. We are, of course, going to go around the horn and we talk about comics when you're reading this. Reading this week, we're going to reintroduce and renew ourselves. We're going to go over the original topics that we brought up on very first episode of oh, The Cables Crusaders. Five years ago. Five years ago. We're going to talk about that, too. Mm-hmm. And... Our first ever episode, we did talk about the Winter Soldier movie because that had just come out. Mm-hmm. So because we are a comic book based podcast, not a comic book movie based podcast. But we can do both. Even though we talk a lot about those. We're, <laughs> we're going to talk about. There's so many of them. The comic, the Winter Soldier, the run by Ed Brubaker that inspired the films. So we're going to talk about that. Yeah, listen, that physical copy. There it is. Mm, flip it. <gasps> Look at those flip are pages. That paper. Yeah. Those are pages mm, right yeah. there. Okay, that got weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You so, guys had too much Mountain Dew. Comic porn. Way too much fucking Mountain Dew, man. I'm like all over the place. I'm just. Oh, yeah. I just want to go play World of Warcraft. Um, I'm going to go run. I'm sorry, Josh. I did this. Wanna, yeah. I want to hit something. Um, so <laughs> when we are in the safe house, mm. when we are hyped up on sugar. Um, sugar. When we are surrounded by, uh, I was going to say comic book memorabilia, but that's the other room. We're surrounded by pictures of my family. In the underground. Oh, that's so counting. And they they're are. adorable. Yeah, whatever. They are. We like to go around the horn. <laughs> anyway, so when we go around the horn, we go around the table in a circular fashion, except for the fact we no longer have a circular table. We Rectangle. are actually sitting in a square now. Yeah. So for the first time, we are kind of going around something. We talk about what comic books we have been reading this week, this month, this year, whatever the comics we like reading, but specifically ones we've hopefully read recently so we can tell you about them. So, Steve's. Mm. Did you read anything besides the reading assignment? I did. Okay, cool. <gasps> it was a while before it, though. That, that counts. So proud of you. I'm still on volume two. Of East of West. Jesus Christ. That Aww. comic's about to end. I know, man. I know. I'm catching up as fast as I can. The Which best part about slow. it, he'll be able to read it all the way through. And then when he gets done, like, oh, that's really good. As opposed to me, I'm waiting <laughs> for the last one to come. <laughs> right now, just put it in my hand, somebody. I'm the person who was like, Breaking Bad, what's this? I heard there's a movie coming out soon. Let me watch that now. That's what I'm doing with East of West. And it's trippy as the first volume was, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh those of you who don't know, Jonathan Hickman wrote it. Uh, Neil, well, Nick Dragota doing the art on that one. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Uh, from Image Comics. And uh, yeah, it is a trippy, out there, out there series. Um, I would. If we are going to summarize it. Yeah. Go ahead. It's the dystopian. Dystopian future. The the country's been broken up into four parts. Mm-hmm. Four different, con- four different countries. Western. It's a Western in the future. It all happened shortly after the Civil War or during the Civil that, War. That was where, that was where the split happened. Yeah, the massive, that, when that pillar arrived and it basically changed the course of history, um, the Native American nations became technological overlords. They're badasses. Yes. They look so cool. They're, they're basically <laughs> like Sentinels. Supposedly might be turned into a TV series. There's been chats. There's a, okay, there's there's a chatter a, of it. There's a bunch of shit. This is what sucks. There's a bunch of image titles that got bought. The rights got bought to them by Sci-Fi Channel. And sci-fi is just sitting on them because sci-fi channels don't have any fucking money to make quality right. content. Because right now they're doing Magicians, which is doing really well. And I like Liv Grossman, okay? And that also happened to turn into a comic book. So we can have that talk too. But Deadly Class All got canceled. All fucking money went to it. <laughs> God. To wait five years for the next one. And yeah. Sharknado. Yeah. Well, that's only, yeah. Why is Sharknado so bad? Exactly. You make enough money off Sharknado so East of West. quality stuff. True. Anyway, what else are you reading? Uh, that's it. That's all I got right now. Okay, cool. That's fine. Yeah. Amy. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Here's Amy. Hey. So um, if I'm being honest, I did not read anything in paper form that was not the reading assignment, but there was a giant, big old booty patootie. I um, Texas? What are we blessing in Texas? Christ. Sorry, what? I'm sorry. All my exes are in Texas? What? 
I, 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 I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> so Glar. I didn't read something that has sound to flip through. I actually read, I went back on, if you listened to two episodes ago, I talked about Webtoons. Um, and I read up on Space Boy, which has actually been picked up by Dark Horse and now is a physical, like flip it through. Yes, you can flip it through. Sound effect. There it is. Thank you. Um, comic book. So I read up on that because um, it comes out weekly, but right now Dark Horse is moving through them slowly. So there's four volumes currently out. And then I read Rachel, I believe her name is Smythe and not Smith. If it's Smith, I'm sorry, who wrote Lore Olympus. And mm. I love Lore Olympus. I could talk it all day. It's a reimagination of the um, Hades and Persephone myth. And we also deal with some Psyche and Eros in there too. And it's so cute. And she's just a little cinnamon roller happy. Mm. And murder. Cinnamon rolls. <laughs> Two along, things that should always more, go together. Along with our Mountain Dew. Sugar right now. No, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the part Dew. that I'm really not that hyped, but I'm just keeping up with your guys' energy because I naturally do that. But Mandy. I can't keep up. <laughs> That's okay. Give me the crap. I, uh, on Saturday, I think, I cracked open a bottle of a diddle, digital version a diddle? Oh, of The Witcher. So wait, <gasps> wait, your screen Cracked? Yeah, I heard he diddled. Fixed. I heard he diddled the witcher. Wow, you diddled while cracking the screen. Was it? Did you diddle Henry Cavill? <laughs> if only. I thought the witcher. I mean, wait, come on, look at the guy. Oh, it is Henry Cavill. I mean, who yeah, wouldn't diddle Henry Cavill? So I uh, consensually. I, I would. Diddle him I decided yeah. to uh, to jump in because I kind of want to know what's going on beforehand. And one of my current coworkers is super into it. It's the only comic he's ever read. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to read it. I I normally read comics pretty slow. I read the first volume and like. 45 minutes. Wow. What? It's very good. Nice. Um, the story has really good pacing. You like they let you in on enough to like, I think I know what's happening, and then something happens, like, I have no idea what's going on. The art is also very um it's very it it leaves a lot to the imagination. Like there's not a whole lot of detail until there has to be a ton of detail, and then there's just like more detail than you normally see in a comic book. Question. Yes. Is it based off the game or is it based off the books? Um, I think it's more based off of the game, but okay. even then, I, I believe it's new stories. I haven't okay. played the game. I haven't read the book, so I don't Which, know for it, sure. It, it would make sense for it to be based off the game because I imagine the game is reaching more popular. Audience. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it has more to do, more connection with the game. But talking to my Witcher expert friend, there are things that connect through all of it. There, there are uh, details and truths that cross all of the medias. Um, but the Witcher series is supposed to be based off of the first two story arcs um, of the Witcher comics. Nice. That's what I've been reading. It's nice. real good. You guys should check it out. I'm We're, actually really interested in that. Random side note, uh, Mission Impossible Fallout is currently on Hulu. I thought because Henry Cavill's in it. By the way, the sequels keep getting better, but I couldn't help but think of you and laugh because of Henry Cavill cocking his arms, cocking his- ready to box. <laughs> and it's not that blatant in the movie, yeah. but because of all the in gifts the trailer, that were yeah. done, when he gets ready, I literally went... Oh, here he goes. Box and loaded. I'm Side excited. Note, you could also David, pick up, what did you read? Oh, sorry. Well, I was going to say you could pick up that Witcher comic book if you wanted it in hard copy form in our Home Away From Home. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, you mean the sponsor I completely forgot to cover? You know, you didn't forget to cover it because we were this waiting. This was the sponsor. No, we were waiting, we're we were waiting, waiting for, for me because for, I'm, I'm... We were the, waiting for you to cap I'm off this glorious best. crown of Empire's Comics Vault located yes. 1120 Fulton Avenue. Sweet K. Mm. So earlier we mentioned that you could get, you know, Comixology, internet source nerdon.io slash comicsology uh, to get your digital comics. If you want some physical comics, some good comics, you want to order some comics, you want to go through the back issues, you go see Ben, his pugs, and his hot sauce at yes. Empire's Comics. Unless it's Monday, in which case you'll see Amelia. 
Oh, yes. Those aren't euphemisms. He actually has pugs and hot sauce. Yeah, no, that wasn't some weird thing. That no. was like, like he legit has a bunch of. If I've, I said I've it, purchased hot sauce from him. Yeah. It's actually if really I said good. it, then it'd be weird. Oh yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, well, you're you're. Hot but sauce. Doc, did you happen to read anything? I read so much. Oh, it's obscene. But I'm only going to talk about how two dirty of them. is it? <laughs> uh, obscene readings, huh? No, not that. No, not like obscene. <laughs> oh, like, like, okay, obscene, never mind. Like the sheer oh, amount. Oh, okay. Jesus. Christ on a cracker. Why'd you look at Madison for that? Did you pick up that new Stormy Daniels comic? Yes! <laughs> That's two porn stars in this episode. High five. Oh, Jesus Christ. We're TVMA, right? What is happening? Alexa, Texas, Stormy really Daniels. High, we're really, really high. Nobody knows. Here. I'm going to need to get more details about that after the fact. Yes. <laughs> but that being said, no, I did not read. pick up that comic. Um, <laughs> I am currently caught up in, speaking of Jonathan Hickman, uh, House and Powers of Yes. Uh, Holy We are shit. sold out in I the store. I can only fucking imagine. So here's what I'm going to tell you. No matter when you hear this episode, if it's six months from now, if it's six years from now, I don't know why you'd still be, that, that might be, I don't if know. If it's a post-apocalyptic world, long trip. Yeah. find a copy. Yeah. Jonathan you 50 Hickman. years from now, find it. Jonathan Hickman is a genius. Um, I have not seen in recent memory a comic book where if you go on Twitter, every single person from the big two staples and old white guys to the revolutionary young independent creators, everyone is singing the fucking praise of this book. No, I have seen no this. one say a negative thing about this fucking book. I need to read that. Both Either of them. them. Yeah. So it's their they're limited runs. They're basically setting up what's happening going forward with the X-Men in the mm -hmm. Marvel Universe. Does it seem like it coincides with Disney getting the access to X-Men from Fox? What? Who fucking knows? What say you? It's not like they were killing them before and canceled uh, the Fantastic Four. Wait a minute. But House of X and Powers of X, first off, if you read them and you're confused, don't worry. We all were. Um, Jonathan Hickman does not, he's not picking up from anything. He starts um, from wherever he feels like starting exactly. and he takes you on the ride. But that is what he Hickman explains does. it and yep. he explains it beautifully. So something you need to understand about Jonathan Hickman is in every single one of his books, he's mm -hmm. been in interviews about this. Mm -hmm. He talks about graphics, mm -hmm. not just images, not just, you know, the drawings and the words, but graphics, tables, documents, um, timelines, graphic design, being used by him. Black Monday, Monday murders. murders. Redacted, redacted court documents. Thank yep. you so much for bringing What he that does is he uses that to control the pace of the book, to make you go back and reread, to actually make you spend more time than just flipping through a three ninety nine book and then putting mm -hmm. it away and never seeing it again. You want to go back. You want to know what this meant. You want to see what this timeline leads to. It's fucking brilliant. It keeps you interested in the book. It's wonderful on page. It's the X-Men the way we like to see them, mm -hmm. but with a new spin like it's not, it's it's classic enough to where you're like, this is an X-Men story, but it's not like, a, oh, okay, this is just another fucking X-Men story where, oh, look, traveling in time, all this stuff. No, it's fucking brilliant. It's beautiful. Pick it up. Read it. Get the physical copies. Get the trades. Do it digitally. I have all of them. Mm -hmm. It's worth uh, it. I've told it. you before, I, I believe Hickman writes his comics the way Michael Crichton wrote his novels, mm. how he has a story and in between you get these graphics and tables and files that are redacted yeah. explaining what led up to Jurassic Park being Dinosaur. built mm -hmm. or Lost World, all that. He does the exact same thing. My, my favorite did. example is is uh, Pax uh, Romana or Romana, depending mm -hmm. on who you are, <laughs> which is also its rights are tied up with Sci-Fi Channel. But it's an early Hickman book where he wrote it, he drew it, he inked it, he did everything. And the big thing that's important is the epilogue. Instead of taking a couple pages and being like, oh, hey, here's what these characters have done. He literally took the last like three pages to show a massive timeline. 
that shows what the characters did, then the characters died, then what happened based on their legacies going all the way into the future. So basically, instead of giving you a small epilogue of like, oh, they lived happily ever after, he's like, no, here's everything they did and every, every way it all splintered off and affected everything. He's fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. I'm so glad he's back at Marvel. Check out House and Powers of X. Huh. Very that nicely being done. Said, he did it. There Very it is. nicely done. Whew. I think I'm having a heart attack from this. No, you, you, were you were joining us for this episode. <laughs> the pumpkin spice. Ooh, pumpkin spice. What man. if I pour the Mountain Dew into what's left of my pumpkin spice? Uh, <laughs> no, no. We've all made bad decisions in our life, Steve. So we would make, love to watch you do one now. Quite a make few. One now. Just begun. Just one more. Why not? Okay. Um, <laughs> we're not starting the Carpenters. Um, <laughs> we could start the Carpenters, but we have other things to do. Like reintroducing ourselves. So, hey, let me take you back. Let me reintroduce myself. Five years ago. I was okay. on a, another podcast. That will remain on that podcast yet? Yeah. Five I was. years ago? Five years when you guys started. I was in another state. <laughs> That's oh, right. You weren't here. You were in the a area. state of denial? Yeah. He was, he was in the Nile. He was in the Nile. <laughs> oh, I, make, I make jokes. In Egypt? Yeah, he was rowing. So, five years ago, New 52 was oh. popping. Ooh. Depends yeah. on which one you're reading. No, poppin'. no. On this podcast, apparently the New 52 was popping. Popping. Oh. Because Jamie and Tom fucking loved it. <laughs> if it was a bat, I understand. <laughs> oh, man. That's the thing. Oh. If it was, this if is, it was Hal, this if is it was Hal, we might be away, get away with it. This is where Barry and I go. Back in time. Here we are. So five years ago, we started this podcast. Thanks. We look identical. We started this podcast with several of our... Cut, take two. Five Actually, years ago, we started this podcast with several of our other friends. Steve's and I being the only two left from the original Tom, now part of the Nerd On family, which we're part of. Huh? <laughs> um, and our friends, uh, Jamie, uh, Curtis, and Drew. So we started this podcast five years ago. New 52 was popping, and the Winter Soldier movie had just come out. Mm. Uh, we recorded that episode. The quality wasn't great. Tom and Curtis had to share a mic. Steve's was there via FaceTime because he had a seventh-month-old child. <laughs> um <laughs> It was an interesting time, to say the least. I was an asshole. Oh, my. I listened back to the episode. I'm like, I was a dick. Like, holy fuck. Like, not just like a, I'm really confident. I was like, wow, I sounded like a gatekeeping asshole on that episode. Aww. And I don't know if that's actually how I was, but I came off like that. I took it as comedic. Yeah. Well, I don't. I, I don't know. It doesn't sound. When I, I re-listened episode one. I'm like, wow, I need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, I'm like this what? pretentious, like finger was up my this, nose. Was this Mr. DC stupid? Get off my face, no, DC. No, this, oh, no, this, no, this was when I was like, oh, I'm Mr. Independent. I list all these oh, other things. Oh, that's right. And then everyone's like, oh, well, we don't talk about those. David will talk about those because we all, like you hadn't even really. I was new to comics. You weren't even reading comics yeah, at that point. No. Um, everyone was still touring to them illegally. Don't hate us, Marvel and DC. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was, I, I apologize. For how I, I was. I only met I, I you was... vaguely because you guys initially, my first interaction with the Capeless Crusaders for you guys originally would have been uh, May 3rd of 2015. Wow. That, uh, you were a Ghibli character. Day after Civil War. Mm-hmm. Which Ghibli character were you? Very easy. I'm fairly, I'm fairly robust in size. <laughs> for those of you listening at home, uh, <laughs> look at our artwork. Um, <laughs> I just meant shape. I was in Totoro dress for crying out sakes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> David, what is wrong right, with you? Alexis, Texas, Stormy <laughs> Daniels. No. And then, okay. Anyway. Um, but that's the first time I met you guys. Yes, in, in And we were so cool. We were awesome. Manderson, you. I you, met you guys two days later. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, and I just true. distinctly remember like the clap and you guys just like hyping things. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I can't, <laughs> you, I yeah, can't you, handle it. You would this. just come from Washington, right? I just come from Washington. Yep. Aww. It's adorable. I, I, I mean, while he was saying he was pretentious on the show, I was like, hey, guys, I'm just happy to be here. What's a comic book? Well, and the way the technology was is someone <laughs> oh. would be talking and then you'd randomly be like, like Tom would be like, yeah. And then the movie, and he was like, whoa, whoa, wait, let me, let me go. Wait, 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 wait. It's such a big gap. And all of a sudden, Tom would just stop and be like, Go, go ahead, Steve. I had that via satellite effect going from like mm. nowadays be on the other side of the world, but it was just yeah, yeah 30 miles away. Anyway. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, everyone was reading New 52 and everyone was all hyped about that. And we, like I said, Winter Soldier had just come out. You had brought your son to it um, and he was quiet the whole time until the end. <laughs> um, but what we did in that episode was we introduced ourselves. Obviously, we've already introduced ourselves via our social media handles. Mm-hmm. But uh, we also talked about our favorite superhero, mm. which is the most generic thing we could have come up with. And then if you could be a superhero or have a superpower, what would it be? We are literally a corporate icebreaker. That's what we are. <laughs> it actually of, was what I had to do for my icebreaker at my last team meeting on Thursday. cereal? Yeah. If you could be a vegetable, which would it be and why? <laughs> I'd be a potato because everybody wants me, but no one's going to eat me when they're on keto. Thank you. you Eddie, if you're listening, uh, um, are you on keto, my friend? Baby, it's time to gonna be on get that. off. Yeah, give me a get on that 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 potato diet that's uh, sweeping the nation. Kevin Smith no. did it; helped him lose weight. Anyway, no. look at that guy. Look at him. I'm gonna Kevin need more Smith. alcohol. <laughs> You're the one that only brought one beer. Running out of two. Um, yeah, so our favorite superhero, and if you could be a superhero or have a superpower, what would it be? On episode 150, no, uh, on episode 100 or episode 50, we brought Jamie back and we redid it. And we, were, we were wrong about mine. No, I re- no, I re- you, it was episode mine. 100 because yeah. I was yeah, I was there. I was wrong about what mine was. Do you remember what yours was? For which part? The hero? The, the superpower you would have. Oh, I remember mine. Yeah, okay. So yeah. I didn't remember mine until I re-listened. So let's start with a Steve's Aww. favorite superhero. Oh my. See if this has changed. Uh, and if you could be a superhero or have a superpower, what would it be? I can't say it's the tie of two different publishers. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so DC is still Batman, of you course. You have to pick one. <laughs> <laughs> um, DC, it's Batman. And Marvel, it's, of course, Tony Stark. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah, that hasn't changed. Which is funny, because at that at that point, when we did episode one, you were kind of like, you, you, knew, you knew Batman, loved Batman because of like, Keaton and everything else, and you'd read the comics. It was a rainy know, day. At, yeah, at Barnes and Noble, <laughs> Two night, after, church. Day, after church, um, flipping through the comics. And then you just said that because of the movies, you are now, and because of Robert Downey Jr., you were now really big in Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Like, just it happened. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Man, that was, yeah. Time. That was the time. Tom said he hated Iron Man 3, but Corey, we know you like Iron Man 3. That's so right. We, we are Iron Man 3 defenders. Yeah, actually, we really are. I mean, I love you, I'll Tom. fight you guys for that one. <laughs> and my- I agree with everybody else. <laughs> It's Iron Man 3. Come Iron on. Man 3 is awesome. Anyway, Harley's uh, great. My powers haven't nice. changed. I know the side effect that comes with it, but I still think if I were in the hero's shoes, I would want that. And that's the healing power. The, the, the Wolverine. The Wolverine. Wolverine. I know what comes with it is living for 500 years, which seeing your friends die would suck. Hmm. But I still think if I was in those shoes, that it would be something I'd want. So yeah, the yeah. healing. J- Jamie uh, theorized that you would not be able to get really buff because you would heal too fast. From all the tears but in we, your But we said, no. Oh, you yeah. you would, get would, massive, would, Exactly. you get super big, super fast. Exactly. Because yeah. your body would have no issue with lactic acid. You, mm-hmm. The tears would, would heal and grow bigger. Oh, I'd be gripped. Yeah. <laughs> Colossus. Science answered the question for us. It's very different. <laughs> Amy. Oh, this is the first time. This is your first time doing this question. Feels like the first Favorite time. superhero. Can I do a one from each public, from one from each big two? You can do whatever. Two? Yeah, whatever yeah, you yeah. want to do. I know. you Because I have two. You have time. 
to do oh, this no. now because you Pick can do one. this. No, no, the beer, the beer is hitting his muscles and he's loosening up. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah. oh, that is it. All right. So, of course, DC has to be my girl, Diana Prince, Wonder mm, Woman. Yes. Always, always. Power always. Girl. Oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> Power Girl. She, she's shooting daggers into me with her eyes right now. I'm going to die. I'm sober, too. He's like, I'm going to die. <laughs> Stabbing him as we speak. And then, of course, when it comes to Marvel and the town of Marvel, I will always go with my girl, Rogue. Ah, yes. She is my favorite. You know yes. who she really yeah, likes, right? You no, know who she likes? No, shut up. Does she Does she like? I think there's a Cajun guy. Uh, she get a Rogue. Get a Rogue. Where the no, crowd she, no, she, she, She's boned a bunch of other people. Get a Bo Staff. Get a Bo Staff. Uh, well, currently, she's married to Gambit. So. Water Boy. Get a Water Boy. Get a Water Boy. She is married to Gambit as of the last limited that they were in. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What was. Oh, gosh. You better have some glacier ice water for me somewhere. Captain Nathano. Captain Nathano is my favorite hero. Captain Nathano. What are you like? Like 13? 22 and a half years old. That was actually really, I was really good that Kevin I broke Nash. for that. Kevin, like, give the space for So, no, that was a big show. Was big my show. bad. I'm sorry. Big yeah, show. Yeah, she's actually been in a decent amount of movies. Yeah, my bad. Including that giant baby one. <clears throat> oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. it was fucking awful. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Amy. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I really appreciated that break that I gave space for all of that to happen. I'm still okay with it. So, if we're talking about superpowers, mm. um, I've always been partial to telekinesis. Nice. Um, yes, I would have a lot of headaches. Hopefully I would not pull a Jean Grey and just faint at the side of, oh my gosh, it's so hard. <laughs> Today is so hard, you guys. Which didn't we learn via mm. House of X or Powers of X because we had that page of Omega mm -hmm. level. She's an Omega level telekinetic, but not an Omega level telepath. Is that what it was? Or did I get she those gets overloaded. Up? Right. Yep. Yeah. Because there's actually, that's the thing. There was a, there's a list that lists all the Omega level Mutants, oh, which is yeah, yeah, which is really fucking cool. Again, and it also this explains is a reason to read it explains this. what an Omega level mutant is. It doesn't mean you're necessarily the best because Forge is the best like uh, technopath, but there are other humans who could surpass him, like Tony Stark. Even though he's not a technopath, he still technologically can beat Forge. Mm -hmm. But no one can beat Magneto's magnetism, thus he's Omega level. And Jean Grey, it means you have one Omega level power. Some of them have multiple mutant powers, but aren't Omega in each one. Anyway, carry on. No, I actually I'm nerding out so hard because that book. it's such a great it's such a great book. And it's fucking beautiful. And exactly. that's the other thing. No one talks about the artwork because everyone's just fucking amazed by the because the writing. It's, it's, it's so good. But the artwork is fucking gorgeous too. Oh. Yep. And see, the nice thing is, I know that I'm giving all this leeway so that he can talk and be really excited about things, he, and I appreciate. He just it. passed out on the mic. So, so for that recap, you know, oh, it happened again. Do you need some more? Do we'll get you some more Mountain Dew? No. <laughs> so mm. I'm gonna uh, hate myself DC, tomorrow. Yeah, it'll be great. DC is always gonna be Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rogue for Marvel and then Telekinesis. And it's not just because I want to be able to like close doors when I'm across the room or do shenanigans like that. I mean, and, and you could, like people don't think that you can also fly and stuff because yeah. you can telekinetically lift yourself. Like they, you can do all kinds of cool shit. Well, it was the same thing that I always had the problem and we'll probably have this fight later, but Magneto making himself rise if he's using technically like magnets in the earth or he's using magnetic properties in the earth to give himself lift. I've always had that question, but we'll have that talk later. It's more kind of science. I, I, I'd be the asshole who, if he had telekinesis, would make a door slam shut and be like, what the fuck was that? Ghosts, guys, ghosts. And the problem is Whoa. I would be the person that would jump and then go, don't do that to me. The chairs are floating, man. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Welcome to my haunted hell. It's like a reality show. Okay. Oh my gosh. So Mandy, <laughs> Mandy, do you got any ideas? Because this is, I think, one of the yes. first times we're getting this one from you too. Yeah, you've never done this question. Bum -ba -dum, bum -ba -dum. 
I kind of want to be a punk and say David's, but because I think I know what they were for both. But anyway, do you? What are you doing, right? I'm guessing he's going to pick for favorite superhero. Yeah, he's not wrong. Superman on the DC side, and Captain America on the Marvel side. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, because they're like the same person. It's all your boys in red and blue. <laughs> what? I didn't say Swamp Thing in yeah. Captain America. <laughs> Episode one was Captain America for me. Son of a bitch. Uh, superpower. I would go with super speed because I think a lot of people think I would choose flight being a Superman fan, but just because you can fly doesn't mean you can fly fast. <laughs> I assume just puttering along if, the gliding if, hero. If like this if, sucks. If I could run a mile in like ten minutes, I can fly a mile in ten we minutes. So, but if I have super speed, I can run super fast. Probably get super healing, super mm. quick yeah, healing with it. Travel through time. He really needs to see the boys. All that kind of stuff. <laughs> so uh, like that fast. would be my thing, David. Did I spoil yours? Kind of. Halfway, yeah. Sorry. Here's the thing. So for episode one, I did choose Captain America. And has it changed? I love Captain America. He's great. Yeah. He's um, America's ass. ass. And I will say he for, is for, America's for Marvel, ass. yes. <laughs> Captain America, 100%. And that is. Um, DC, by far, obviously, Swamp Thing. It's a Swamp Thing. But that's not Schwamp your favorite. It is a Swamp Yeah, it's a Swamp Thing. Oh, I thought you were like going to choose something random as like my favorite comic book character is actually this person. It, if you looked at my collection, it would be Spawn. But which is what I said on the episode. I said I would want like spawns like chains and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I didn't actually fucking say that. But that would be cool to have spawns <laughs> chains just without the whole, you know, being enslaved to hell. Yeah, that's a bad whatever. side. That's a bad side. Um, issue 300 is coming out and there's fucking 18 variants. And then he has fucking a bunch of variants for 301. <laughs> God damn it, Todd. <laughs> Thank you, Todd Father. We appreciate all of your gifts. Fucking, I love you. Um, <laughs> if I could be a superhero or have a superpower, I had actually said genius level intellect. Mm. Right. Episode, which is it. fucking stupid. No, it's not. Fucking, I mean, no, it's it's brilliant. Like with genius level intellect, yeah. you could do all those things. You, you could, could start. You, you could, could, yeah, you Lunella. could build a company, get all the money, you have all the money, you could build all the fucking things. You can you can make the, an Iron Man suit and be able to do all that and exactly time you can, travel. You can pay for my speed suit. Exactly. Do I, I can, can design you your frictionless suit. I could turn, you know, put instead of pushing Lang through time, I could push time through Lang. Um, mm. I could do all those fucking things. I loved that. But one. I. Can't believe that's what I fucking went to because I've never, I've never like gravitated towards characters like that. Char- either, no, yeah. a genius level intellect has never been like a make or break for me. Mm-hmm. But for some reason on that episode, I was like, fuck yeah, genius level intellect. And again, I went back and I'm like, what the, who the fuck is this pretentious little asshole? I mean, you are tw- making your mark. 25 year old fuck. <laughs> you were making your mark oh. as the lead host of yeah, the show, I, I think. I, wow. <laughs> it's only been five years and I'm looking back, I'm like, wow, you sucked. <laughs> God, you sucked. 25 year old me was an asshole. And 20 year old me was an asshole. You've grown a lot. I've grown. So I blame Morgan. I've said God, that about the best. Fifteen-year-old me. I've said that. Fifteen-year-old back. Even I've said fucking that. Worse. Yeah. So not genius level intellect. Oh no, no. God, no. Um, he wants to be green. No. Yeah, yeah. A friend of the green. He wants to be a friend of the green. Um, I actually, um, I'm, I'm going to steal Jamie's. Um, I would want <gasps> oh, the Green Lantern ring. That's yes. right. Because, because the thing. So genius level intellect, like you could do all that, but it's all. It's really like it's ego. Ego drives a lot of it, and you could like do all this with money and power and stuff. But with the Green Lantern ring, obviously, one, you have the responsibility of um, not defending the my sector of the galaxy. What the hell is the emotion for the Green Lantern? Will. Thank you. God. Like the will. Like, like the willpower and strength of will. Like how important that is. But also just the fact that the only limitation to what I could do would be my imagination, which is so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Like you just. Oh, I thought you were going to say your imagination is so fucked up. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. It's going to be like the. Um, so you're uh, going to go more like probably. 
What black, was his name? Orange. Uh, no, no. I was say, no, no, no. Um, I'm the Atrocitus. comic book guy. No. Bill Paxton. Um, Bill Paxton. The, the, the Dark Knight's Paxton. metal. Um, Snyder's. Uh, yeah, the, the, the Green Lantern one where Bruce Wayne oh, gets the Green Lantern ring yeah. and right, goes yeah. evil. Why am I blanking on this? Because I all I keep, all I I keep thinking is the Red Machine. I keep seeing the Red Machine, the Bat... Murder, the, murder Machine. Murder Machine. Uh, the Bat Who Laughs. Batman Who Laughs. Uh, I keep calling her The Deep. Sorry, I was watching The Boys, and it's not The Deep, the one that's the Aquaman. Do you, you, know, you remember which one I'm talking about? I, I don't remember I can remember see it in my head. How the, there, was, there was a... There was a um, I can see it in my head. Red Death. Red Death was the Flash one. Yep. Um... Wow, this is extremely frustrating. While we I... Google and wait, if you would like to know more about this comic, you should cho- uh, check to https colon slash backslash backslash nerdon.io slash. Which one are you doing? I don't know. I was going to do comicsology. Oh, comicsology. Uh, Devastator is the, the big beefy one who is the equivalent of Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Um, Drowned. Drowned. Drowned is the female is aqua. The man. Batman, Dawnbreaker. Yeah. Dawnbreaker is where he has that like fucked up, like he basically. Um, we are speaking of, of course, which Dark Knight's the- Metal, which came out almost two, almost two, two years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Which one's the um, Dawnbreaker? Is the Green Lantern Doomsday one? Is that is that not the Devastator? Did I get them mixed up? I don't uh, know. We, we're, we're off topic. But we what would love for you guys to go ahead and take advantage of, of coming to we're comics. comics. Who, Merciless and Devastator. Do you remember which one was which? Uh, I think the Devastator was um, Doomsday and Merciless was. So long story short, yeah. if you guys are yes. going over to comicsology.com <laughs> and you happen yeah. to be going through you our beautiful Nerd on Families site, you can help keep our lights on and you can also help increase our internet speed so that we can Google this faster and get you the answers that you need. I Googled it super need. fast. I just, there was, it's the flickering lights while you're Googling fast. It's the problem. Yeah, well. Mm. Is the house haunted? Yeah, 100%. Steve's not going to hurt your plane. Is this room actually stretchy? <laughs> anyway. Yes. Rest in Mr. peace, Haunted Mansion. What? what happened to it? It was their anniversary, fool. Where have you been? I thought they been? changed it into... Oh, oh. It was the Tower of Terror. Tower sorry. of Terror oh. has My turned bad. into I don't do... I'm they, sorry. They convert it to Nightmare Before Christmas. It's for Christmas. For it's for a holiday. But then they, then they bring it back. Oh, okay. That's Remember what I heard. Guardians of the Galaxy. Mission yes. Breakout took over Tower of Terror, and I love that ride so much. It's fun. Anyway. And so, I'm scared of it. Back to our topic. That was our, you know... Aside. Yeah. That's who we are. Jesus, that went on for a minute. So the Winter Soldier. We're <laughs> it's the producers doing this. We're very verbose. Let's go. Here yeah, we go, guys. Come me. on. Um, okay. So the Winter Soldier. Um, like I said, the orig- originally the movie came out a, five years ago. Um, we had just all seen it. We were all hyped on it. We talked about it. Um, sorry, I'm typing something real fast. But we like also to talk about the actual physical comic books, not just you know movies, not just their interpretations, not just TV shows. We like to talk about. The comics themselves that you have right over here. The source material. Source material. Um, I needed to confirm what. Yeah, here it is. So if you ever want to read this, it is technically Captain America uh, Volume 5, but written by Ed Brubaker, Captain America number 1 through 9 and numbers 11 through 14, because technically number 10 was uh, an offshoot story. Uh, This came out originally. 2005? Was it 2005? 2004. You're it wrapped in 2005. If I remember correctly, too, side note, uh, former professional wrestler CM Punk, his favorite writer is ed brubaker yep. ed brubaker's fantastic in comics um ed brubaker, very nice yeah when it comes to his uh his crime his noir his espionage 
He's on Second to point. Solid, yeah. On par. Uh, or no one is on par with him, which is why The Winter Soldier was such a great story. So the, the comic obviously inspired the film, but there are some key differences. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone was basically able to finish it, right? I sped read it. <laughs> I love that everyone stared at me, and you guys can't see this, but they really, there's the intent eyes. daggers of the eyes. Are those situations, I feel we should make uh, audiobooks for comic books where we say the lines of the story, uh, Cap, what are you up to? And then, okay, so like Nick Fury's got his eye patch on and he's standing there with like this, like what face? And there's like walls behind him. Okay, next panel. This sounds terrible. Right? It's it great, sounds right? terrible because all I keep thinking of is everyone going, bamf, bamf, bamf. Scooby kapow. I feel like it just crack be a like crack a kathoom. The narrator's the DM. It is you. What do you, what do you say? What, what do you say something? <laughs> The NPC is waiting. <laughs> That's terrible. All right, so back to Winter Soldier. Anyway, so Winter Soldier. Um, so it's obviously inspired the film, but there were some key differences. So first off, um, I'm not. We're not going to put a spoiler warning on this because that movie came out five fucking years ago. Yep, big time. The comic came out fifteen fucking years yep, ago. Yep, big time. Uh, I was. That's insane to me. I was in high school when this movie when this book I came graduated. out. Oh, were you? Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> no, we yeah. were in college. Yep. <sighs> Uh, really? We were supposed to be in college <laughs> toward the end <laughs> of our college. Um, <laughs> talk about those two, not you. Um, <laughs> so, like I said, Winter Soldier, originally written by uh, Ed Brubaker. And um, the the chunk of the story that, in, that the movie actually took from, it did a fairly good job of sticking to it. Um, so, obviously, we know the story of the Winter Soldier, at least in the movies. Um an assassin takes out uh, Nick Fury. We find out the shield is corrupted. Turns out that assassin is the Winter Soldier, a.k.a. Bucky Barnes, uh, Cap's childhood best friend. Not his best friend. Not his no. childhood best friend in the comics. No. Um, he ends up finding out about this, trying to bring him back. Hydra puts their plan into action, tries to take over S.H.I.E.L.D., kill a bunch of people. Cap prevents it along with Falcon, along with Black Widow. Robert Redford. Uh, Robert Redford's a bad guy. Uh, Nick Fury's black in here, not black in the comics. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, and so, and Bucky then remembers who he is basically at the end and goes off to discover who he is to uh, eventually become friends. What are you doing right now? I'm doing the Marvel go-to undercover look, the cap. Oh, baseball and cap jacket. and jackets and boom, yeah. no one knows who I am. Who is that? I can't tell who that is. I can't Wait, tell who that guy is weird. with a very distinct face that hmm. we've seen. Sir, take every hat. <gasps> I know you. Bucky? So many times. Iron Man 3, two Captain America movies. It's always there. Anyway. Wouldn't they know him by their ass? Ah, he wore jeans, though. He wore jeans, not the suit. It doesn't matter. I mean, it depends on what size you were and what type you, he's wore. It depends on how it's America's ass, regardless. Was it a regular exactly. fit? Was it? Who okay. knows? No, it'd probably be a slim to a skinny because we've been seeing the trends. Ultra, ultra skinny. Check out those quads. Not an ultra skinny. So back to, back to the whatever we were fucking talking about. Um, Winter Soldier. We're talking so about the differences. The comic, yes, for the most part, um, the big difference is that the comic features... Two primary uh, antagonists. One, of course, being the Red Skull. Yeah, who yeah. at this point uh, is Thank dead. You, not actually dead in the Marvel Universe. We no, think he's dead he's because he died in World War II. Turns out we learned uh, via Endgame not he dead. is on Vormir. He's happy German now. <laughs> he's, yeah, <laughs> he's Vormir. It's something someone's he's, name. He's, he's, he's out there and he has a kick line. He's, <laughs> he's played by Will Ferrell. Um, <laughs> He wants a stone, so for soul. That actually is a really great why did we not have cameras for this moment? I need it I now. I fucking hated setting up cameras. That's why we don't have cameras. <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, a soul for a soul. A soul for a soul. Yeah. 
so yeah, so um, Red uh, Red Skull being dead at this point, quote unquote, in the movies. Um, the stones not really being a key part of the movies at this point either. Um, so it focuses more on Shield and its corruption, which did not actually take place as much in the books. Um, we did have some issues with Shield, but not the not the wide corruption. the The books take more uh, of a focus on. Red Skull attempting to repower the Cosmic Cube, also known as the Tesseract, um, not at this point being crushed and turned into a stone and being put into a gauntlet, but simply a cube that could be used to bend reality. It has no power, and the Red Skull's plan is to use a bunch of deaths, a bunch of firebombings, basically, of major cities to power the cube um, to then create his um, Nazi paradise. The other antagonist that we run into is uh, Alexander Lucan, who is the... He's a uh, Lucan, really, really rough. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> Alexander Lucan. So Alexander Lucan, uh, who is a, uh, a, a Russian. general. Was he a general? He was, general. He was a general. Major the, general, yes. Uh, KGB. General yeah. for KGB. And who, KGB after the fall of the Soviet Union, he Very basically cold. took a splinter group of soldiers and basically... He did aim. Trying to uh, re... Re reestablish and rebuild this glorious glorious Soviet empire, mm. um, but that involves selling a bunch of technology that his, um, his former yeah his former um, commanding officer had. One of those things, Alexander, is a glass tube filled Happened with green green liquid, and then there is a naked man with a metal arm. Dum bum dum. Who is it? I wonder who that is. Bill, I, I don't know. Bill Paxton. I didn't, I didn't read the book. Bill Paxton. I read the book. <laughs> is it a um, member of NSYNC? Yes. So that Joy is, of Fatone. course, the, the, the Winter Soldier. Um, so what we find out is Lucan is obviously aware of the Red Skull's schemes. We think the Red Skull is going to be the main antagonist of the story. Nope. It turns out that Lucan has this all planned out. He has a plan to take the cube from Red Skull, do a corporate takeover of a bunch of different big corporations, Roxxon included, tries to get Stark Industries. Um, all under the guise of legitimacy and forming a new nation and having all these these corporations underneath him. Um, the whole time, though, he is attempting to use and repower the Cosmic Cube to reestablish his Soviet paradise. Um, and he is using the Winter Soldier, also known as Bucky Barnes, mm -hmm. to uh, carry out assassinations and move along his plot the way Bucky was used in the same way they did in the movie, him being woken up every once so often to influence either revolutions or elections or any sort of temperamental uh, political situation. He's being used as, as an assassin um, and then being refrozen and reprogrammed mentally, basically having his mind scrambled. Um, again, very similar to the movie uh, in order to drive so originally Soviet interests and then afterwards um, Lucan's uh, interests to get the cube and use it to like i said recreate soviet russia so that's wow i just covered that you all really did. and that's <laughs> why we were like keep like that what happened i just woke up <laughs> not do we're all i feel like i'm will ferrell i'm just yes. like wake up on stage what, what just happened what just happened that's how you debate yeah that's how you debate <laughs> um so again the primary differences are that Red Skull and the Russians are heavy part of the comic, whereas Red Skull and the Russians are not involved in the movie whatsoever. I do think it's mm -hmm. funny that the Russian is Alexander Lukin, mm -hmm. and Redford's character is Alexander Pierce. It was like how they kept the first first name, same bad guy. Yeah, I fucking totally thought about that. Yeah, that Alexander Pierce. But Alexander instead, Lukin. instead he's the American. Exactly. He's the, the shield, shield guy who's actually Hydra. That's a really good, mm -hmm. valid point. So, initial thoughts. 
Do we like the comic? Do we not like the comic? <sighs> Amy, I know you had issues, but it's mainly just one character. Overall, would you feel? Yeah. Well, Don't squint at me like that. <laughs> well, the question is, how honest do you want me to be? Tell us how much you hate Sharon. Very honest. Lie. <laughs> Lying it is. You hate your one of your favorite nieces? Nieces? Yeah. I can hate the niece. I okay, don't have to all love right. her. I'm just checking. So, so this is... It, don't dear, hate the player. Dear, hate the niece. Don't hate the player. <laughs> Denise? Do we know a Denise? Oh, wait. Oh. You wanted Cap always. Peggy and the fact that Cap kissed Sharon once. Ha ha! You want to no. have to get pegged. I know. Oh. That's really that too, right? That's, that's raging right oh, now. Like. You know who did that uh, once with Stormy Daniels? Is that three? <laughs> are we having a drinking game in here? I feel like we are. Mountain Dew. Hey. Okay. So <laughs> I will come back this. from place that I am. So my bigger problem is I have just a general disdain for Agent 13, a.k.a. Sharon Carter. In this, I've, I've had it for a long time. Doesn't matter. I'm always a Peggy girl. Dear, dear new listeners, I love Peggy Carter. And loves Peggy. What? I oh. love shut that dirty pie hole of yours. I Woo. love Peggy Carter. Um, and considering that, yes, Peggy did die. And in the books, he dated Sharon. In this junction, we're seeing her as the ex. And so when you first get that introduction, she's like, He's like, why are you here? And she's like, oh, you know, I asked for this assignment because I thought you would open up to me and I know you better. And it's it's this entire thing about like the ex going, I know you better than you know yourself. So I'm going to keep eyes for you and I'm going to take. And I'm like, girl, just no, just go, go step off. Go with that other boyfriend. Girl, just no. Girl, just just no. no. So, so there was my, my first big thing. And then, um, stylistically, this art isn't my favorite. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I get that. And, um, and I know I brought up to Manderson and yes, Bucky has his mask on when he's winter soldier, but I did not like because of the shape of his face and everything else. It looked just weird. And I was not for that. There, there are my complaints. That's fine. Yeah. Did, what do you think of the story? Oh, the story was great. Okay, cool. I like it's Brubaker. Oh, I, love Brew, awesome. I love Brubaker. I've read almost everything else Brubaker has put out, including fade out, which I know you haven't read. Yes, I have. No, you haven't. No, I haven't. You haven't read. <laughs> I just about, to say yes, I it's have. About, it's about writers in the 50s. Well, then I should read it now. Yes, you should. You should also read Fatal. Yes. Femme Fatal? No, just no, Fatal. 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 Okay. Fatal, Fade Out, not Beauty. You get around that. Okay. Anyway, I love Brubaker. I love how he writes. This moved along really, really quickly. Um, I'm not going to lie. I read it literally today, and I read the second half while I was sitting here because what? I was working. I work at a comic book store, sir. <laughs> can't just read comics at a comic book store. Read comic books at a comic book store. Can <laughs> so my biggest my biggest thing was in being able to tell the differences between origin stories for Bucky, um, which was so drastically different from the movie to here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. And then yeah, I just I, I don't like me a Sharon. I don't like That's me a Sharon. And it's funny because then, I love you, Aunt Sharon, but I don't like this. Then Sharon. if you want to really hate her. Oh yeah! Don't 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 you do that? Well, I already know that? why we What's don't that? hate her. Well, wait, why would we hate her? So why much? would we? Because why? Uh, immediately following mind th- this event, God, Amy, why are you doing it under the mic? Because I hate Sharon, and we're not going to have this conversation. Do, do not it, tell them. Are we going to talk don't about the kiss in Civil War? No, no. no. Oh, okay. In, in, because end, no, can in you move up your book. seat? Can you move up your seat? At the end of the Civil War comic <laughs> no. book, Captain America 
gives oh, up. Oh, God, that's and right. And when he's on the steps going to his court date, what duh, happens? He, duh, There's, boom. Somebody shoots him. How crossbone shoots him. But one bullet is not enough to take out no, Captain America. No, the other. Who kills him at Agent short range. 13. Agent 13. That makes sense. Because mm-hmm. no. her mind has been taken over by the Red Skull. Oh, but see, her mind was taken over like Bucky's was. Dr. Faustus. Oh, but it's okay. It's okay if Bucky does it. Is it Dr. Faustus? Dr. Faustus. Dr. Faustus. You didn't yeah. even say that. I'm just joking. <laughs> It's okay. I appreciate you. I feel like he was like he was like much less sinister recently. I forgot that it was actually him who who took over her brain. Who was it? Faustus. Oh. Uh, Black Panther. The recent Black Panther run. He was the one who was taking over some of the minds of the other tribes to turn against Black Panther. Gotcha. Um, so I don't like her. I can understand why. <laughs> I don't I like her at all. And even in the movie, like that, that like oh we share a kiss thing. Like we can talk about the, how the movie did me justice, and I'm, I'm whole. Yeah, I'm, I'm whole. whole. I liked I liked her in the movie. Winter Soldier. I thought her character. They was moved cool. her on quick enough that she wasn't a problem. But comic books, and I had already known her a few long, that, for well, a long time. But like the relate, like they're like a little like fling. wasn't It wasn't like didn't have weird tension and weight. Correct. Yeah. In the and movie, everything. in the movie, it was just like they, they never they never actually dated. No. They just they they, no. they had eyes for she each other. She was sent to watch him. Exactly. She stands against Hydra when they try yeah, to take over yeah. the shield. They, they, it's it's much more in passing yeah. and not like a, they dated then they broke up and now it's like okay you're awkwardly here. Mm-hmm. I get that. I didn't even yeah. really think about that. I totally forgot about super, the thirteen. It, and it's super prevalent in this because that's the initial meetup is the why are you here? Yeah. yeah. And then and it's like, why is my ex girlfriend here? And I'm right. just like, and then on top of that, she's dating somebody that, say, the ex, that dies. Exes, the, the ex, the, the relationships actually were far more involved in the story than I thought. Uh, mm-hmm. That agent that she's current, they're, they, yeah. they'd recently been dating. They didn't. Yeah, they, were, they weren't they together. Were, the they broken dude. up. Yeah. He's the one who finds one of Red Skull's bombs Boom. and blows him up. Um, oh no, he was. It wasn't a former boyfriend. It was her current boyfriend, Neil, when he blew up with the bomb. I thought they were. I thought they were. Oh, they were in a. I think they were in a break. Yeah, something like that. Like friends. He couldn't. Yeah. He was jealous now, of Cap. She wrote a letter. He's not he jealous of Cap. He didn't read it. Right. right. America's he ass. He agreed to without reading yeah. the letter. And and you know what's interesting? Speaking <laughs> of the, speaking like of that. the art, it, whether whether you like the art or not, it's it's always so funny to go back and read something so recent, even as two thousand four. And look at the artwork and you're like, wow, Captain America looks really old here. Yeah. Mainly because you think of mm-hmm. Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. And you think of a lot of the artists now who some have tried to replicate They're Chris Evans. Like, some haven't. Yeah, yeah. But they all make him younger. Here he looked mm-hmm. pretty old. Mm-hmm. He looked, yeah. He looked and in then his 50s. Iron Man looked totally like like you, you, the goatee. But other than that, you're like, that does not look like how they've been yep. drawing yeah. Captain yeah. Stark mm-hmm. for the last like 10 years. Mm-hmm. Again, heavily influenced by Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting to see that. And you, but you, but Nick Fury does look like David Hasselhoff. So that's an important thing to fucking remember. (laughs) That influence has been happening forever Mm -hmm. Uh, until he became black, and then he was no longer David Hasselhoff. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it's 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 interesting to just read it, and you're like, and I still, I I was like. You mentioned that you read you read a lot of the comics now in their voices. Oh yeah, I which, I'm when I read I heard Chris Evans, I heard Sam, I still heard Sam Jackson's yeah. voice in Nick Fury. Not yeah. not that works. <laughs> Why is that voice coming out of you? <laughs> Anthony Mackie is Falcon. I'm hearing their voices now when yeah. I read the comics. But it's funny because because of how old he looked, I didn't. Yeah. Same with me. Do you know who I read it? Do you know whose voice I read it? Who? You want to hear it's fucking weird? Yeah. I read it in Duke Nukem's voice. <laughs> That makes sense, though. Captain America. Exactly. <laughs> I was just like, why is Duke Nukem carrying Captain America's shield? Duke Nukem. That's where my Steve fucking Rogers. brain went. I was like, okay, cool. Duke Nukem. Sounds okay, good. Okay. Kick ass. Chew bubble gum. Add a bubble gum. Moving on. <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's just kind of like a bizarre kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like, it's like experience. Like, go back and read a comic and see how, like, how, even how differently they're written now. Like, we were talking about this before the show. Now it's like in the comics, especially like 
if they're going to destroy a city or like do all this damage, there's like not really repercussions. Mm-hmm. Like in some of them they're dealing with, like in some mm-hmm. of the comics they're dealing with like the fallout of like the young heroes, like causing damage and people blaming it on them mm-hmm. or like their feelings on social media or stuff. But like back then, like when that was written, or I say back then it was only 15 years ago, like Cap, when he did stuff, like when he like busted into that conference room and broke up this meeting between Alexander and all these corporate yep. and, and liaisons and government officials, it was still on the up and up. It was still an official thing. So when Cap broke in, they're like, oh, Cap, what are you doing? You're going like, too far. You're embarrassing us. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we're going to talk about this. And mm-hmm. it was almost like, like, you're like, oh, Cap doesn't get to just do whatever the fuck he wants. Like, he he's like, oh, whatever, I'll do what I need. And everyone's like, yeah, we'll help you out. But it was like, these guys are like, no, yeah. they keep on a short mm-hmm. leash. It had that uh, that element uh, that's in um, Civil War. What's his, oh my God, the general from Hulk. I'm sorry. Oh, Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah, you had that. Oh. Where that you yeah. guys have gone too far. Here's the Accords. And yeah. that kind of had, this had that feel where, whoa, Cap, yeah. you don't have green you don't light to, to everything. You don't get to do whatever the fuck yeah. you want. Mm-hmm. You know, as opposed to like in Winter Soldier, where even though he was working for S.H.I.E.L.D., he was still kind of, could mm-hmm. kind of do whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, which is just interesting to see. And we mentioned like Stark, when Tony Stark gets involved, there's a certain point where he can't get involved anymore. Yeah, because the, there was the, the company that Alexander Alexander has is trying to buy out Stark Industries. Yeah. And Stark is able to get the majority of the board to say, no, we don't want to sell. But then if Stark is seen in the Iron Man suit attacking that company, it's seen as political warfare. Yeah. He would lose control of his company. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is it's, it's like an interesting thing. Yeah. We talked about how Iron Man at that point was still, even though the movie was coming, he was still a B-level character mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. So he kind of was just like, he, again, doesn't do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, he has limitations. And and, I, and Cap understands. He's like, I get it, Tony. It's okay. Hang yeah. back. And it's, it was, yeah, it's a good element to it. Yeah. Puts restrictions on how far the hero can go. Right. I don't know why I looked at you, man. I just felt like it. Because <laughs> I'm so good looking. <laughs> you always have the pose of like really, you're ready to say something. Why yeah, you yeah, it, was, really, it was very true because I, really. I kept the way that everything was turning was was towards Manderson, you have some great insight into this. That's how Manderson pauses our I show. I was just waiting for my, my initial thoughts on the book still. <laughs> He's waiting for the direction. Barry, ask him. Fuck, my bad, dude. Um, <laughs> what'd you think of the book? I like the book. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a good you book. You said so many good, good things. Good book. Uh, yeah, it was it was really good. That's why uh, I think when I, the first time I read it, I remember texting in our group chat and saying, this book is better than the movie. And it's like my favorite MCU movie. When people ask me, what movie do you love watching? I'm like, Winter Soldier. I would watch it every day, twice a day. But this book like is just, just, a, it's, it's so much, eh, not so much better. It's better though than that. It, there's, it's a book. So I think it gives you more space to explore origin stories and give background. And even like, Sometimes some of the issues are like, well, why are we getting this guy's story? And then you see, oh, this is how it ties back in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so such a good job laying out everything that's going on. You can't on. do it in two and a half hours. You can't do it in a movie. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's not fair to compare them necessarily, but it is yeah. what that movie is based off of. I, I get what you're saying because I too, like you, Winter Soldier is my favorite Marvel film. That That's my favorite movie that the MCU has put out. Not mine. Not yours. <laughs> um, you could be wrong. It's fine. <laughs> You'll have to make me say it first. We're whisp- <laughs> Why are we whispering? We're on a podcast. <laughs> um, it's more fun this way. Everyone's in their car turning up and it's like, what the fuck? And then we just yell. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that fit beautifully in the comic world it's in. 
there's no way that story was going to as a whole fit into what they were planning for the MCU. Right, yeah. And I think what makes Russo's and Marcus and McFeely, the writing duo, so good is that they took the Bucky storyline, the Cap storyline, the most the important part there, mm-hmm. and built on what was in the MCU and gave you the same, I feel the same emotional impact that, that oh, story had. Yeah. That you still had the same impact in that comic of when Cap realizes it's Bucky, the line of Bucky, who the hell is Bucky? Yeah. To me was equivalent when Chris Evans and Sebastian Stan are saying it to each other. Yeah. And so it gave you, even if you never read the comic, you could see the parallel and the emotional impact both versions have. Because yeah. what, what Brubaker did do, which was interesting in this book, is the whole the whole time while this while this corporate corporate and and espionage and, and hostile takeover and Russians and cubes, while that's all happening. Someone is going after Cap. Someone's mm-hmm. going after his memory, his mm-hmm. legacy, you know, by destroying the gravestones of the former individuals who wore the mantle of Captain America, by going and taking the uh, uh, individual who had taken the mantle of Bucky with this experimental super soldier oh, serum, Jack Monroe. Jack Monroe, and it did all these terrible things to him. Mm-hmm. And he was just going down. His story was so fucking heart I was waiting when we get to our favorite parts. Yeah, because he, <laughs> he took over as, as the character Nomad. Mm-hmm. And you see him and you think he's fighting all this crime. And every single time you think, yeah, he's fucking doing it. He's finally doing it. The whole time, it's just this image in his mind. And he's just beating up innocent people. It's my favorite of the story. And that's the tragedy yeah. of this story yeah. is Jack Monroe, and then, who's trying to redeem himself yeah, and then the only be killed by the winter soldier exactly. and planted to make it look like he was wow. carrying out a lot of, a lot of these attacks so mm-hmm. good um so which is interesting because it's it's kind of it's the way that zemo made it look like bucky was carrying out the attacks mm-hmm. uh in civil war which is an interesting move yep. but brubaker took all that brubaker basically told the story of captain america but also explained how all the different comic stories could exist in the same universe which i always mm-hmm. love when a writer tries to tackle that oh, when yeah. a writer is like oh this is why like they did that with constantine when they were like oh how do you explain keanu reeves and constantine's like well there's a million universes and one of my universes i might have brown hair and not speak with an accent mm-hmm. oh keanu reeves yep so they did that kind of with with this the way he's like oh this guy took over as bucky this guy took over as captain america when i was in the ice this guy that, that's how they were able to write it as you Smart. know the 70s exactly have all these other characters take over so you could explain how a modern audience like why does cap become defrosted who was cap during all these times Mm -hmm. well it was someone else this whole time and the way he explains that exactly it's a brilliant way to tie all that in and then have the winter soldier and and luke and go after that heritage go after that legacy and make it look like someone's going after cap and cap sees these memories and he's like wait that's not that's not what happened when he fights the nazis at the castle and there's no one actually there he's just swinging at nothing (sighs) And it's just messing with his mind. Oh, is it the cube? Is it, mm-hmm. you know, is it repressed memories from World War II? All this stuff. Mm-hmm. And Brubaker does that. And it is actually really impressive that the movie manages to get a similar emotional weight with just, just the idea that it's Bucky. Mm-hmm. Not the idea that they went after, you know, his former, the former Bucky, the former Nomad, the other Captain Americas. They didn't do all of that in the movie, but it still managed to get the weight of Nick Bucky. Fury was your weight the, in the movie. Exactly. Yeah. Who the hell's Bucky? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and when he tells him to remember who he is and he's not going to fight back and he just keeps kicking the shit out of him. Like you got that emotion on, in the movie, which is really impressive because mm-hmm. in the book, it's not that the book, it's not that it felt like it took a long time or it was like a waste. It was still that buildup of his legacy, his legacy yep. to all of a sudden that reveal of holy shit. And, you know, and they knew they, you know, they wanted to confirm and they give him the dossier. 
that dossier explains mm-hmm. who the Winter Soldier is and that the Winter Soldier was a Russian asset. They thought it was Captain America who they had captured. Yep. And no, it was Bucky. And just hear, hear all that. And it, again, you know, the. Such a great section. Too. Yeah. Such Dude, a great God. part. <laughs> <sighs> Favorite parts? Sure, man. It's your dude. I know. This Mountain Dew is, I usually I would have crashed by now and I'm just still going. Mm-hmm. Because remember, it's a combination of the cold uh, brew. It's the cold, cold brew and the Pumpkin dew. Pumpkin spice cold brew Mountain Dew. <laughs> You're just pointing in the general direction just... of Tally Woe. <laughs> Favorite part. I want to go first. Go, go. Yay. Um, Sharon Carter. Yay. No. It's Sharon not. Carter and the artwork. That was my negatives, not Yay. my favorite. Oh my gosh, you guys, that's so great. <laughs> Let me tell you about my favorite part. Wait, wait, I have such a crush. No. Um, so really coming down to it, actually, when we're talking about the legacy, when Cap gets to the two, um, the the gravestones mm. of the spirit of 76 and of the other guy that was Bucky. So one of them was Cap and one was Bucky. And that they're before Kennedy's grave and he's standing there and he sees the, the stones and he's talking to the other guy and the guy's explaining you know, or Cap goes, so Kennedy's Kennedy's back down there, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, he's just a little bit away. And he goes, makes sense because they uh, they were protecting him so that he could make it to president. So good. And then they do that little kind of little diversion so you can see in the panels mm-hmm. how these men were standing in the line to make way for freedom. Or they covered where, where Steve was not available. And that we also get a little bit of the backstory, of, especially the spirit of 76, that he was there to be cap so that no one would lose um it wasn't even just faith but the the morale that there was always a captain america around and that he not only acknowledges those men but he cherishes that he is he, they continued forward carrying that mantle carrying that honor and then he's able to come back through and pick it up again and he honors them mm-hmm. and that that is part of his like it's not just the legacy of captain america as a whole but it is it's like the it's the family kind of mentality right. And it had such a great space right in the middle there because, you know, we're still building that tension of like who is Winter Soldier, who is attacking you, you're seeing crossbones, you're seeing like, you're like, we don't know what's going on. And he's, he's dealing with his repressed memories, his post-traumatic stress, his, his, it's everything. You're getting all of this crush. And then for that brief moment, you see him go, what really matters is not just my legacy, but is what this legacy means to the country as a whole. And mm-hmm. these men mattered. Right. I really like that. Yeah. I lo- the, the shield, the mask. And, and I still hate Sharon. I love that that cover of that issue is also one of the initial posters for Captain America First Avenger. Him looking down, holding the shield. Right. Mm-hmm. That was really good. That oh, was beautiful. Manderson? Yep. Uh, I think my favorite, favorite moment of the book, because I feel like it's quintessential Captain America, is after he busts into the boardroom and the some uh, U.S. officials like you apologize to Luke and now to the, to the VP. Yes. And he cap kind of looks at him and then turns and walks away walks and doesn't away. do it yep. because he knows he's right. Mm-hmm. And is to admit that he, to say, I'm sorry, it would be to admit that he's wrong and he just can't do it. So that's like my favorite page of the book. I like the Jack Monroe story um, just because of like, how you start rooting for him, and then you realize, like, oh, man, yeah, there's nothing, nothing that can so heartbreak. Yeah, um, oh, there's so much good stuff in here. So it's much so good stuff. Meaty. Um, I don't know. There, like, there's certain points where they 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 play out something, and then they almost rewind it and reveal 
how why things turn out the way that, and I like the way that they do that kind of like repeating certain parts of the story, but from a different perspective to give you the full picture. Like yeah. I, I love that because which, which is a beautiful. It's a Brubaker thing. Yeah, he it's, does that with, it's with so way good. to show like crime and investigation. That's a great way to tell that story. Yeah, it's that's all. I, I love that. Trying to quote Missy Elliott there for a second. How they flip it and reverse it. Yeah, that was good. Missy Elliott is a rapper. Nope, I know who Missy Elliott is. Lit fam. But if it's worth it, then you'll let him work it. There it is. I didn't know you were. I didn't. I thought you were going to say something. Thank you. But you put your thing down, flip it, and reverse it. Thank you. All right. My favorite part. It's flip. Yeah. Okay. I can't stand the rain. Okay. Against my window. Nineties, late nineties. Jesus. Josh is going to listen to this and be like, am I supposed to be cutting a bunch of this out? Or be like, no, we don't fucking cut anything out. We just fucking go. It's we're going live. She, Fuck it. Fuck it. We're going live. She put out a new album, but Steve, do you have a favorite part for Winter Soldier? No, I was going to say mine. I'm first. Fine. 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 first. Fine, then you go first. Yeah, I don't like always being last. Like I'm somehow more important than everyone. <laughs> oh, five years ago. Five years ago. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Um, my favorite part is actually at the very end uh, when, when oh. Lucan is talking and someone else is responding to him, and you're like, "Oh," and you're like, "You're like, oh, okay," and it's like, "Okay, who's he talking to? Who's he? You know, is he, who's the bad guy that's helping him out? Is he talking to Crossbones? Is he talking to, you know, someone else?" And then all of a sudden, you, you know realize, who he's talking to, yeah, exactly. Yes. You see his reflection in the glass, and you see that the Red Skull, basically, when he was killed, he was put into the cube, and the, that then got into Luke. Hello, so <laughs> hello. <laughs> Big summer blowout. <laughs> if you can do that for Halloween and be cheerful, Red Skull, I will die. Soul for the soul. I don't really want to dress like a Nazi for Halloween. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just the mask. Just, just the mask. Just the mask. And then like don't, and a, and a if you do, if you do casual, if you do casual with casual, casual the Nazi. happy Red Skull. <laughs> How are you today? Um, so yeah, so I, I, lo- I love that the reveal that this whole time now they've basically been joined. Um, which later on you will actually find that Red Skull basically comes to dominate Luke and it actually ends up taking over. Um, which is always interesting when they're because that that's how they explain how there are now two different Red Skulls. Mm-hmm. Because in the current comics, the Red Skull that everyone's facing off with is actually World War II Nazi Red Skull. Yeah. Whereas this this Red Skull, while he was still associated with that, has basically kind of grown past it and is more just about taking over the universe or the world. But yeah, so I I just the, the reveal that it's Luke and, and Red Skull was fucking huge for me. I thought that was so, I I didn't see that coming. I didn't know. Um, and then it plays in big, obviously, with some of my favorite stories going forward. So how will we take over the world today? <laughs> Devs, what, what do you got? Uh, the When Tony Stark shows up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> he did. His I did one of these clear. Ooh, Iron Man's here. I, for, I did tell Barry earlier for a moment when I saw the cover show Iron Man and when he helps Cap in that scene, I'm like, oh, is this, does this mean the whole Bucky killing his parents is part of the comic? I was like, oh, no. No, 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 it never happened. It never happened. No. But for the moment, I'm like, oh my God, it's happening. Oh my God, it's happening. Um, no, the Jack Monroe story. That whole oh. issue is my favorite. It the brief musical interlude. It it gave you this insight into this character. It made you grow, you know, empathy for this character. You felt for him. You wanted him to survive and be right. And, you know, like like the like cap is always right. You wanted Jack to also be correct in what he was thinking. And then they rip your heart out. But the, and the problem is you already, the whole time, the whole time you see his arc and you're thinking he's going to redeem himself, mm-hmm. you keep going back. You're like, wait, they already killed him. They already killed him. You, yeah, are, you already know that he's dead. Yeah, exactly. And then you find a story. You're like, you're pulling for him and you're like, fuck, uh, no matter how much I pull for him, it's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. He's going to end up in that bar and then he's going to be dead. He's going to be dead. And and the drug dealer who was arriving 
is an ice cream truck. Yeah. Yeah. Never a drug Such dealer. A, it just yeah. rips your heart. Like, damn, no. And, and it shows. You hope that at least there was something. Exactly. Like he yeah. was on to something. Yeah. And the camera, uh, the camera, sorry, the panel yeah. even the shows <laughs> even shows dead Jack in the back of the, in the trunk mm. as the ice cream vendor is discussing how kids love this stuff. They're monsters. Yeah. Over. I'm like, oh. And he's, oh, he's walking off with Bucky, right? Because like he shoots him, puts him in the truck. He's like, hey, how's it going? Man, these kids eat all this ice cream and it's awesome. Oh. And then they walk into the bar like Bucky's walking with him like he knows him. Yeah. That that I didn't imagine that, right? Uh, You're looking at me like I don't remember. I just remember the focus in the panel of just seeing Jack's dead face. I think and you're right. It's though. the very, very last panel. It's that that little square within yes. the panel of the ice cream truck while they're walking away. So heartbreaking. Uh, it was my favorite part of it. Not that I mean the, the whole middle. story was amazing, but just that little interlude on Jack Monroe's life. Yeah. By the way, Jane Foster being the doctor, that was cool. I yeah. caught that part. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, I know who you are. You're Thor now. Hey, you're Thor now. She was always Hey, Thor. Natalie Portman, how you doing? You now have Natalie Portman's voice. She was <laughs> always Thor. Uh, too far up. So there's the picture, though. There's that there's the, uh, There's that initial poster of First Avenger right there. Yeah, because that's issue four. He's flipping through the pages. Yeah, because it's issue 10. Close, to, it's close to the mic. It's right between 9 and 12. Close, yeah. to, close to the mic. <laughs> Flip the pages. Flip. I love the also the the way they because because a lot of people don't realize that um, the original Human Torch was not Johnny Storm. Mm-hmm. The Human Torch was actually a there was two there was Toro and then there was the Human mm-hmm. Torch. There was two fire focused individuals uh, who were part of the Invaders along with Captain America and Namor. And it was cool the way they showed. And they showed Namor in this. I was all like Namor. Did you find him yet? Nope, I was wrong. It's just a fellow oh, talking to this bunch you, you of You see spot. him in the trunk and then he drives off and somebody else approaches him. That, oh. But that, that panel, oh, of still, just yeah. Jack's dead face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. That was my favorite. Yeah. <sighs> that was a good book. Bucky? Hmm. Who the hell's Bucky? Sorry. My favorite part that is just random because I brought this up was that last panel as soon as he uses the Cosmic Cube to remember who you are. I was mm. like, look, it's the Lion King moment. <laughs> Mufasa. Timba. Ooh. Timba. Do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Awesome I haven't yet. seen that movie yet. Can I stop spoiling it? Which one? You, <laughs> wait, the original one. What? You I'm saw it in 94. I haven't seen the new one. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> did you know? He, he, he hasn't seen the one with James Earl Jones. <laughs> oh, got it. Oh. Got it. Yeah, wait a second. Wait. Hold on a second. Wait. Wait a minute. Wait. Hold on. They're the same. Yeah, same. He does the voice of both. <gasps> yeah, same soul one? for the soul. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have the power of the gods. Yeah. You want the power of the gods? I like his no, German accent. No power of the gods? Well, then. I'll stick with my Russian accent. You're a party pooper. <laughs> Every party has, has a, a pooper. pooper. And it poops pooper. all the parties and it's you. Anyway. Um, if no Brooks wrote all of Red Skull's lines. What's up? Anything else we want to cover? No, I think that about covers it. We nailed it, guys. We did it. Yet again. Yes. 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 Go team. <laughs> Forward. It. Was there an episode where we haven't nailed the entire story? No. Yeah. Okay. So I said we did it yet again. We did it 100%. We're, the we're, the, we're so fucking cool. 100%. That's why we're the best so right. podcast. That about wraps Which it up for this week's episode of The Capeless Crusaders. <gasps> That's us. Part what? of the Nerd on Family. Yes. Oh. It feels good to say. My name is, of course, David Barry at DRBarry on varying social media platforms. I am joined this evening by my original podcasting uh I was going to say Compatriot. partner, but it, we're not. We're, there's a lot of us. So uh, individual, I podcasted with five years ago. <laughs> that was mouthful. cute. I'm with you to the end of the line. Oh, God, I'm the bucker. Mm. Yeah. 
There's a lot of touching going on now. This is the Azorian one, Anthony Steves. To my left is the lovely. Still going to hate Sharon Carter for the end of my days. This is Amy. You can find me at iJaneURobot on the varying social media platforms and directly across from me. Move your seat up. He's going he's gonna to quote. Wait, wait, wait. The price of freedom is high. It always has been. And it's a price I'm willing to pay. And if I'm the only one, then so be it. But I'm willing to bet I'm not. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. Captain Manderson. Nope. <laughs> Captain <laughs> Manderson. The son of Manders signing off and handing it over to my. Why buddy. didn't I go not with I know my worth? From Zerved Skull? No, no, nothing no, for not, me. Yeah, no, yeah. Anyway, yeah. like I said earlier, we are a member of the Nerd On family of podcasts. You can check us out at thecapelscrusaders.com. That is our home on the interwebs. You can check us out there. Like I said, uh, nerdon.io slash comicsology. Boom. Get yourself some comicsology. Help us out. Help support us. Like also on uh, the Patreon. Mm. Nerdon.io slash Patreon. Help support out this podcast and the other podcasts involved on the Nerd On world. World. That was weird, wasn't it? (laughs) It was beautiful. Take two. Anyway, um, (laughs) it's fine. Yeah, let's restart the whole podcast. Um, Anyway, for the Capeless Crusaders, thanks for joining us or rejoining us. Fucking dog. (laughs) (laughs) Good night. (laughs) 